Good morning and welcome to Better Thyself segment of Dr. Lamba's Awakening Co. We human beings always are in a state of fear, a state of dread. And fear is that we might fail to do something which we are endeavouring to do. When we fail, well, we accept it, give some excuse, try to get over that. But the fear of failure is the biggest roadblock to success. And fear of failure, as I'm saying, is worse than the failure itself. Why? It condemns you to a life of unrealized potential. So if you really want to be not that oh, you have got to not be afraid of failure, but also the fear of failure which may never happen also causes you to fail. A successful response to failure is in your approach. And let me tell you, success in the face of failure comes from focusing on results rather than trying not to fail. You are appearing at an examination, you are going for an interview, and you say, well, some other I should not fail. No. Look at the results. I should top, I should get the first class, I should get A's grade, I should be appointed. That is what's more important than would I be able to do it or not. I might be rejected, I might face unemployment, so on and so forth. While it's very tempting to try and avoid failure, people who do this, try to avoid failure, fail much more than the people who do not do this, who are optimistic about their goals. So it's an attitudinal problem. I know this sounds rather easy and intuitive, but it's very hard to do when, and especially when the consequences of failure might be devastating, severe. So positive feedback increases people's chance of success because it fuels the same enthusiasm you experience when focusing solely on the goals. And let me tell you, if you study history, history of mankind, history of two innovations, take things a step further and see failure would move back a step. Edison is a great example. One thousand times he tried to develop a light bulb and that actually burned. And then somebody asked him, Edison, tell us, how did it feel to fail thousand times. And his reply is classic. I still am amazed. And he said, I didn't fail thousand times. The light bulb was just an invention thousand steps ahead. This attitude separates success from the failure. And he's not the only one. 
the famous novel nowadays, which was, became a craze, Harry Potter. Now the script of J.K. Rowling was rejected 12 times by 12 publishers. And then when it, the 13th publisher accepted it, he paid her only a nominal advance. Oprah Winfrey lost her job as a Baltimore news anchor for becoming too emotionally involved in her story. And that quality became a hallmark, a trademark. Henry Ford lost his financial backers twice before he was able to produce a workable prototype. And the list goes on and on and on. If you think you can do a thing, or think you can't do a thing, both are right. But if you think you can't do a thing, you are a failure. If you think you can do a thing, you are a success. So what separates the people who let their failure de derail them from those who use failure to their advantage? Some of it comes down to what you do and the rest comes to, down to what you think. So what you do is important than what you think. The actions you take in the face of failure are critical to your ability to recover from it. And they have great implications for those who fail only because they were afraid that they are failing. Now break the bad news yourself. Let's be very clear. Failures would be there. If you have made a mistake, don't cross your fingers and hope nobody will notice it. Because somebody is going to notice it. It's inevitable. When someone else points out your failure, then one failure becomes double, it turns into two. Let others not point. If you stay quiet, people are going to wonder why you didn't say something. And they'll attribute this either to your cowardice or to your ignorance. Offer an explanation. Don't make excuses. And let me tell you, a person who believes you doesn't need an excuse, and a person who doesn't believe you would not bother for the excuse. Owning your mistake is a sign of maturity. It enhances your image. It shows confidence. It shows a sense of accountability and integrity. Just be sure to stick to facts. Yes, I lost account because I missed the deadline is the reason. But then you say, ah, we lost account, I could not go, my dog was sick, my child was sick, and that made me miss the deadline. That's nonsense. Then, have a plan for fixing things. Fix don't think. Come up correctly themselves. Owning a mistake is one thing, but don't end it there. Next, do the critical job. Instead of standing there, waiting for someone else to clean up your mess, offer your own solution. It's better if you can tell your boss or whosoever that you have done it and you are going to take steps and this is what you have already done to recover, come back on the track.
have a plan for prevention, in addition to have a plan for fixing things, you need to have a plan also for preventing that such things don't happen. You should have a plan how will you avoid making the same mistake in future. That's the best way to show people that the good things will come out of your house. Get back to the house. Get back cracking. Don't let your failure timid you. Now your attitude where you're facing failure is as important as the actions you take. Using failure to your makes you timid. Don't become timid. That's a mindset that sucks you in and handicaps you every time you slip up. Absorb the lesson of failure. Get and as soon as you absorb the lesson, get back cracking on the job. Waiting only prolongs bad feeling. People ask me usually that how why do I in spite of I have failed many times, but by the time people can even notice it, I have taken steps to rectify the mistakes. Then they say, yes, it was a mistake, it has happened. So your attitude when facing failures is as important as acting themselves. Then perspective is most important thing in handling any situation. What's your perspective? Unfortunately, we don't have proper perspective. People who are skilled at rebounding out of failure are more likely to blame the failure on something that they did, the wrong course of action, especially oversight, rather than something that they are. People who are bad at handling failure tend to blame friends, circumstances, health, their own laziness, their lack of intelligence, some other quality, implying that they have no control of the situation. That makes them more likely to avoid future risk-taking. Then another thing, optimism. That's a very important characteristic of people who bounce back after failure. There was a study done of 76 entrepreneurs and it was seen that they were much likely expected to succeed than the entrepreneurs who gave up their first time. I remember after I resigned my job as CEO of the multinational Binaton Electronics, I set up my consultancy and the people said, you are an academic, you are a strategist, now you are consultant. I said, strategy is consultancy. If you strategize, and can you believe it, at that time when the word consultancy was not known, I made it a roaring success and created history by being the only private organization, not an NGO, but a commercial organization, become a partner of UNO for technology identification, forecasting, and utilization. And that was because I had confidence in myself and for three months I had no business. 
And then I had so much of business that my people were the highest paid people. So, the sense of optimism is what keeps people feeling like a failure in a permanent condition. They tend to see failure as a building block to their ultimate success because of the learning it provides. Then, apart from optimism, you need persistence. Optimism is a feeling of positivity. Persistence is converting that optimism into action. People normally try once, twice. They forget the story of Robert Bruce the King, who learned a lot from the spider. Be optimist. Fine, that's great. But if you're just optimist, then you're a dreamer. Convert that optimism into doing. When everybody else says enough is enough and decides to quit and go home, the persistent people shake off their fear and then keep going. <coughs> persistent people are very special because their optimism is practically based. It never dies. It makes them great at rising from failure. Now let's not forget that if you want to overcome the fear of failure, you should remember. Failure is a product not of having failed. It's a product of your perspective. As Edison said, I have not failed thousand times, I am just thousand times away from the success. That's a difference of perspective. Optimism, persistence, these are the three great qualities. When one, you see, I always say, what you consider a crushing defeat, a person who is not afraid of failure takes it as a minor setback happens. In a war, you lose battles, but you can still win the war. The British lost many battles against Spanish in the beginning, and then against Napoleon, again in the First World War against Germany, Second World War against Germany, and ultimately they were successful. This was the optimism of Mr. Churchill's Second World War. When he said, we shall fight on the landing beaches, we shall fight in the streets, we shall fight in the homes, we shall fight on the beach, we shall not surrender, we shall keep going. So, defeats were there, but they taught, taught them, well, they are minor setbacks. One battle lost doesn't mean the war is lost. The beauty is that you can change how you see the failure with a change in perspective. And then capability, that persistence you can use to better yourself, to be more successful. And that's what you want to be. Thank you.